And welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. We are rolling through season previews, a lickety split, and doing so by assigning random numbers to teams, having you select those random numbers, and then talking about it in our cars. Actually, only one of us is talking about it in his car. Hi, Jason Kirk, sitting somewhere in Kennesaw, Georgia, in a car. Hey, what's up? I'm in a car. You're going you're gonna, to like put down 50 tracks a day in that car. Hold on. This is the part where I'm going to drop the audio of Jason moving his car for, I assume, premium audio reasons. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and move. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good audio, good audio we're missing out on. I'm re- no, I'm recording all of this for posterity. And now you've heard Jason move his car. That Is wasn't really? a reenactment. That that happened. Um, I wanted to get make sure I was closer to the Wi-Fi um, without actually going inside because there's See, so many people in there. Listen to that. Somebody firing up a beautiful internal combustion engine right behind him. We are, we're not... We, we don't lie. This this is recorded on the road, at home, wherever we can get it in. We're going to do an episode and right now, where he drives through Chick-fil-A. You know that, right? We spare no fossil fuels for this program. That's correct. <laughs> making making the Earth one more dangerous degree hotter, one podcast at a time. Speaking of <laughs> dinosaurs. Not just with our takes, folks. Speaking of places that will be flooded and, you know, with, with fans and the passion that uh-huh. they bring. To college football. Speaking um, of climates that are changing. I just I just want to go ahead and give you the four teams we're actually going to discuss um, <laughs> after we discuss the next team. Okay? Because we have four really good teams to discuss. Don't go anywhere. I, pr- I promise. We have four teams that actually matter uh, somewhat in life. Ryan, joining us from the studio in New York City. Please tell us. The four teams that we're going to enjoy discussing. Well, you've inadvertently just called Texas a good team that's relevant, so that's different. Um, I think yeah. he also said interesting or important or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there were a lot of qualifiers. You can find the one that fits. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about Texas. We're also going to talk about Washington State, Ohio State, and uh, my favorite ACC team, the Auburn Tigers. But you're right. We're going to start with Maryland. I mean, we're going to start with Maryland and just get them out of here, right? Like... Opening act. Bye. Po- We're doing that because we value our listeners' time. I have, I have positive things to say about Maryland. Y'all, y'all mm. are haters and can just shuffle. I don't want to yeah. hear it. Okay. Do you know why? Maryland fired Randy Edsel. True. And, uh, 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 counterpoint, they hired Randy Edsel. Listen, mm. we all make mistakes. Learning from them is one of the most important parts of life. And when Maryland fired Randy Edsel, they did so knowing that there was a significant chance they were going to lose maybe the best quarterback recruit they've ever had and sure enough they did he's going to ohio state instead but they still ripped that band-aid off and i have respect for that (laughs) do you have respect for that like the friend who took his cast off a week early in the middle of class i'm just saying hell yeah that sounds awesome i'm just saying if we're going to if we're going to shit on maryland the Randy Edsel edition for being terrible and unwatchable and getting their brains beat in by bowling green at home we have to reward we have to reward good behavior and firing Randy Edsel is very good behavior. So I'm going to try to be a little bit more positive about Maryland this season and fortunately their early season schedule is going to make that very easy for me cuz they don't play anybody until week 5. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, the the story of the off season for Maryland has been their recruiting is going good. 
yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Uh, they have a five star. Yeah. And uh, I think a couple other blue chips from Florida, and they're making a couple other early season trips to Florida. Um, they hired Scott Schaefer for two months. He stopped by, swung, swung through, yeah. dropped off some stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, those those two early season trips to Florida, those are uh, unconventional and alarming. The They're other to, uh, to FIU and UCF. Well, Sorry, yeah, and, I'll, I'll, I'll th- stop cutting you off. There would Spencer, be a, there would be a reason Spencer, for any them second to get now. You. God, God damn it! I would drive up there. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he podcasts like he drives, dog. Yeah, <laughs> just no, keep going. No turn signal. <laughs> Barreling through this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we, we we know why you would go to FIU and to UCF. Correct yeah. with with your current head coach and everybody you've brought on board and the places that you're going to recruit. Sure. So it's good to see them just signing off on the DC and Tidewater areas. We're recruiting from Florida, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Come on. The other thing that they got, they brought Walt uh, Bell, mm-hmm. their new offensive coordinator who comes from Arkansas State. If you have watched Arkansas State, and I know 15 of you have, um, they're really fun. Like they were a very fun team. So I, I have no uh, – I have, if I want to say one really nice thing about Maryland, they should be more fun to watch. They totally they should, will. They will totally – now that doesn't say much because we were watching Randy Edsel football, which is essentially the hospice care of good football. That's, that's what Randy Edsel football was. Now you've got something just way more exciting. I mean, and I say exciting in every single way because – they're not going to have a secondary either. So if you if you like ping pong, you will absolutely love this team. I mean, they have <coughs> they have one secondary member. He's mostly a you know a good punt returner, but yeah, um, I like, that's cool. I like Will Will, and I also like that his name is Will Likely because his name is sort of a a way of hedging your bets about Maryland improving. <laughs> I feel like he, his name is also a Maryland like injury report. Like mm-hmm. everybody will likely play. A lot, a lot of them won't. Uh, everybody like will you know, like- last few years, yeah. sort of the story about Maryland has been uh, all the skill players' knees are falling off. Everyone, um, can- everyone will likely be forced to play quarterback at some point. Yeah, right. that, I think the thing about the new offense is the linebacker at quarterback will move more quickly. Yes. Can I give you? Uh, can we look at the schedule? Get Maryland the hell out of here and predict one intriguing early loss that I'm pretty sure will totally happen. And that would be uh, week two. Oh, wow. At at FIU. On CBS SN. Oh, boy. That just, that feels like one of those. Does that even count? I don't even know if it counts because they're not losing to UCF because UCF is bad. Oh, they're a very bad football team. But uh, FIU, FIU improved a lot over the course of the season last year. I think this is one of those games that Maryland cannot possibly be taking seriously, nor can they be together at this point. I don't think in week two you're going to have everything you want ironed out, ironed out, particularly when you have no ability to defend the pass and you're breaking in a new and extremely different offense. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say they lose week two. I really That's don't. That's how Ron Turner gets a Nebraska job. Dog, I do, yeah, I do not see many wins on this schedule. Not not at all. I got they they win against Howard. They win against UCF. Uh, they dominate that bye week. They mm-hmm. they beat Purdue. Yep. 
oh god, let's hope they beat Purdue. Yep, they'll beat Rutgers. And, and they'll beat Rutgers. Yeah. And um, this is a four-win team. Hmm. Four and eight. Uh, I'm gonna call four and eight. Um, I think that's fair. I mean, I mean, Let, look, that's an improvement over last year. Correct. And it and look, Maryland fans, even the ones who can't stand us. They have to know it's a rebuilding season, right? This is not this is right. not a schedule that looks super promising. You have to go to Michigan. You have to go to Nebraska. You have to go to Penn State. It doesn't. It's just nobody's got delusions of nine or ten wins here. Four and eight's fine. Um, I'll go five and seven, but right. four and eight. Oh, who are you who are you picking? I know I'm, I'm not going to let you go five and seven without Cherry picking the one that well, they knock off he's, here. He's not he's not giving you the FIU win. I assume he's taking yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm Purdue uh, and Rutgers. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip back FIU. Um, honestly, I think the trip to UCF sounds scarier. Like FIU FIU has improved, but the talent level difference is, even though it's Maryland, is still pretty vast. Yeah, UCF but, is. But Friday, I don't think that's they're a Friday night in Florida International, dog. Oh, there are so CSSN. there are so many and there are so many things that just look wrong for them about this game, right? <laughs> like it's a Friday night. It's against it's against a team that's actually kind of organized and together. And Maryland cannot possibly be organized or together at this point. Uh, it's a road trip on a weird night. <laughs> there's just man, Plus, there's so many things totally wrong about I, this. I agree, Plus, with Spencer. DJ, I literally think this is just a recruiting trip. DJ Durkin needs, uh, by by right as Maryland head coach, needs one loss this season that immediately calls the fans to question his entire uh, existence. And that feels good. I like it. Great. Four and eight. I think he's a Harbaugh double agent. Fire him. <laughs> Man, if you don't if you don't think Jim Harbaugh has double agents around, oh boy. He's got tri- I think, he's got I think Harbaugh is his own double agent. Like I think I think if 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 uh, he is a Harbaugh plant, I think he's actually Harbaugh. And Harbaugh just has two jobs. You call it a double agent, Jim Harbaugh calls it playing both ways. It's old school. Harbaugh is sort of vassaling the entire Big Ten East. Yeah. They're just planting planting surrogates at every job. Uh, Listen, man, he's still got David Shaw at Stanford doing the triple agent thing, which is actually the single agent thing. Yeah, it's he's more, just he's just so deep into it. He's actually a good coach who works with him. <laughs> it's more of a it's more of a very boring version of the born identity. Yeah, the uh, boring the boring identity. Oh, we got there. Let's talk. About- um, um, Ryan, I think we just talked shit about Stanford. By the way, Ryan. No, oh no, David Shaw is boring, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. As, okay. as, a, as a Stanford mega fan, we embrace that. We don't need okay. to be flashy like Oregon or UCLA because those ah, there are we garbage. Go. And Stanford is the king of the Pac-12. Let's talk about Auburn. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk. You know what? Let's talk a lot about let's Auburn. Talk a lot right. about Auburn. Just, Auburn. Just pulling up the uh, pulling up the ACC oh, helmet man. schedule here. Oh man, they they get to they, we get we get a clash of the they ACC start, Titans. They start with Clemson. ACC Titans clashing September third, eight o'clock, ESPN, Clemson, Auburn, Tiger Fight. Hmm. Yeah, the Tiger Fight. They're probably losing. Tiger <laughs> Losing bad. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't. This does not feel like a game that Clemson that that Auburn wants any part of at all. Uh, no. 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 I mean, what? Th- here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, what did they lose this off season? Uh, Auburn. A defensive coordinator. Yeah, lost a lost a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and uh, they replaced him with a uh, with a Kevin Steele. 
<laughs> who was uh, defensive coordinator for for whom? So, uh, well, speaking speaking of Clemson, uh, uh-huh. for, for to take you a few years back, uh, yeah. one might recall when WVU hung up seventy points on Clemson, and uh, according to rumors, Kevin Steele sort of forgot which team he was coaching. Um, Been there. Just was, uh, yeah, I hear you, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last year was for LSU, and they were kind of happy to get rid of him. So, yeah. Things are fine. So, so that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, loud 70 points to West Virginia. Got thrown the, the hell out. Uh, has had several other sort of stints where uh, it, it, it kind of ended in similar fashion. Not quite as explosively, but still. And is now the, the coach of this team. The, defense. The, the coach of a, a defense that uh, has a lot of talent. You'll hear that a lot. But uh, they did last year also under a, uh, a proven defensive coordinator. And they were, they so, were okay on defense last year. Yeah, yeah they, they just they just got put in some bad spots. That happened. Fine, fine, but, things, but it was not, not good enough. It was we not overwhelmingly like, oh, Auburn's defense is letting them down. Right. I feel like last year, you know, everyone was talking about Auburn as like, you know, secret playoff team because yep. the defense is just going to be top 20 overnight. It wasn't quite, you know, and I don't, it wasn't reasonable to expect that. I mean, it was um, also, it was also and predicated on the idea that Jeremy Johnson would, you know, not. That was the other part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and can but, I yeah, also the, remind the, you for, the two for, things for, about Auburn. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, let's not forget Kevin Steele was the guy who locked, uh, who locked Tyrone Williams' gun in a safe at Nebraska? It's a rich resume. He was also a uh, a bad head coach at Baylor. Um, there's just a lot of encouragement on here. Yeah. So so bypassing that, uh, who who's actually on the team? That might kind of matter, and the schedule might matter because because uh, it's, it's rough at first. Ooh, dog. <laughs> and then it's rough sir, at the end, sir. Too. <laughs> Sir, it's, uh, actually, it's also rough in the middle. Yeah. Um, you get ULM in week four. Other than that, go with God, as you do, Robert Auburn. We know you do. Know yeah, and you also get Vanderbilt. So. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. They got a good defense, so better <laughs> better hope you do too. Yeah. Uh, um, there's there's not. A, listen, this is a very this is. Um, I, I don't think I'm making this up. This is this is how Auburn coaches get fired. Are years like this, right? And Gus Malzahn has not demonstrated the Houdini-like escape skills that Tommy Tuberville showed again and again in vacillating between eight and five seasons and seasons where he'd win a nine or ten games and keep people in line by beating Alabama. That that has not happened. And since the kick six, it, it hasn't been that way for Auburn, Alabama at yeah, all. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn sort of cashed in all their luck mm. in two straight games. I'm not saying this is a very... Alabama thing to do, but one could consider the kick size a the kick six a, a karmic subprime mortgage that um, might be turning its hour on them at this point. <laughs> Not that anyone in Alabama all, all ever their, did that. All their prayers are underwater now. Yeah, yeah. So it goes uh, so I mean, how many how many wins how many wins do we think he needs? Um, I've I've heard at least seven or eight. Uh, I think it's six and six season. He's in major trouble, um, especially if Bama, you know, wins another eleven or so games. The problem um, is you can get to you can get to seven wins on the schedule and not beat anyone of in, in serious consequence. I guess part of it, yeah. Um, 
So I don't know if that's... An, I mean, on the other hand, that does mean you didn't stumble in a game that you shouldn't have. But, I mean, if you go... if You, you can have a seven-win season where you lose to Texas A&M, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, uh, and Ole Miss. Or and Arkansas. That doesn't so you lost seem, your two big rivals, huh? That doesn't seem... Uh, that doesn't seem like, oh, well, this proves everything's going fine. Actually, let's see. Let's see. Um, you could lose to Clemson, LSU, Georgia, and Alabama, which I believe at this point are literally your four biggest rivals. Right. So that's eight and four, and no one's happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. If they get this, if they can get John Franklin the third at quarterback working as your run-first quarterback, because remember, we were all cool with our quarterback last year coming in, right? We were fine. Lots of people were, yeah. Yeah, we got got Jeremy Johnson. There's no way he's, that could go wrong. He's tall. He's tall. He's very athletic looking. Yeah, that that did not work out. He's a big, good looking dude who had some problems reading defense, particularly in the passing game. That may yield to John Franklin, the third. It's very important. You don't want to confuse him with the other two John Franklins, it's a Juco transfer. If you get a quarterback who can run and be a legitimate run threat consistently and make good reads, and you have Javon Robinson in the backfield, then suddenly they get real hard to defend. I know that everyone's, you know, oh, we've caught up to this spread. Now you really have it, not if people are making the right reads. You still have to defend it. That's real hard. And that's what Auburn's going to have to do until their defense at least catches up or maintains some kind of, you know, consistent degree of semi-excellence. Eight and four feels like that's hard. I mean, I think maybe we're assuming a few things. I think that they can... Like, if you're looking at who they can beat, you know, it's they can beat Arkansas State. They can beat Texas A&M. Uh, you know, LSU is kind of a tall order. But uh, Monroe, Mississippi State. Um, oh, boy, you, you care to pick that Arkansas game? I don't. <laughs> oh, no, no. I do you like that you – You care uh, to you... pick that Ole Miss game? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I like that you lumped in A&M with Arkansas State. Uh, yeah, because that's – that's 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 fair at this point, isn't it? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, this is an eight. This is a, I think this gets really hard for Auburn to fire Malzahn because this is an eight and four team. So, like, how bad do you lose, or or how close is your loss to Alabama determines basically the whole thing here for him. It yeah, feels like it's eight and four, but you can't lose any of the coin flip games. You have to win all. I mean, if if you're saying four, you're taking Clemson, LSU, Georgia, Bama. Uh, or, I'm saying or Arkansas I'm, I'm, instead of Georgia or Ole Miss. I mean, I could I could take any variation of Clemson, LSU, um, Arkansas, and or Ole Miss, and then Alabama. So so I would I'm going to go eight. This feels like an eight and four team. And if they trend up, then that's fine. But what they can't do is trend down, right? Like they can't lose to both Georgia and Alabama in spectacular fashion, right. particularly coming off say like a massive loss to either Arkansas or Ole Miss. That's, they can't finish down. Some, it, has to, it has to finish up. Some of this is that they also have to, I mean, Auburn really didn't put a pacing on hardly anybody last year. And I think yeah. it's stupid, but I do think that matters. I think you, the fact that, yeah, you beat Kentucky on the road, you did it 30-27. to 27. Um, Right. Yeah, you beat Jacksonville State at home, but you needed to take them to overtime. Um you know, yeah, they, they beat the hell out of Idaho and San Jose State. Um, 
and then Texas A&M, they did beat in Kyle Field by 16 points and held them to 10. Um, yeah, so, so there is an element of that that you have to – it's not just about the eight wins, but some of them have to be confidence-inspiring. I'm going to go six and six. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's a firing. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, that's, that's six. Yeah, no, that's because oh that means because because count up those sixes. That means there are some bitter losses yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, you're probably clearing out a large part of the athletic department. Um, the schedule is bad. You got the SEC West, yeah. uh, and probably the 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 closest thing. No, don't don't yell at me. Don't at me, Starkville. Man, closest I'm, thing I'm about to a guaranteed to. win. <laughs> closest thing to a guaranteed win in Mississippi State, and you're on the road, yep. uh, and your out of division games include at Georgia, Clemson at home, and uh, a Vandy that's going to be tricky. Uh, had a good defense and probably will continue. I mean, you know, it's that's not a whole team, but still, it's there. There are. Uh, it's a, rough, it's a rough four game. It's a rough four game stretch after the bye week. You got to play Arkansas. You could Old Miss, Vandy. Georgia. I mean, our, Auburn could very conceivably start one and three, uh, and then <laughs> two, two and five, two and six, something like that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, bad. if they're if that. Ugh. But you know what? Ugh. You know what Auburn's going to do. Hmm. Nine wins. Just despite, no. yeah. <laughs> but also, congratulations, War, War, War Tiger Eagle Nation. War, nine, War. nine wins, but but like those three losses, it's very possible. I could see this. I could see nine and three mm-hmm. out of the schedule too, with those three losses being crippling, yeah. like three mind blowing losses. Just well, mind blowing in the sense that they're they get blown out, or you lose to LSU because you throw a pick six when you could have just kicked a field goal. I see this. I, I could see completely hammered by LSU, completely yeah. hammered by Alabama, completely and then against Clemson. Or no, or yeah, and completely hammered by Clemson. Yeah. And then against Arkansas or Ole Miss, it'll be one of those late night SEC West games that ends with like a botched field goal right. or someone. And like a, it's like a five overtimes game. Right. It's like, yeah, like your five overtime knee capping loss. That's Ar- Arkansas's annual five overtime. <laughs> Ole Miss fans are twitching right now. Yeah, because they don't know what they're like. Which side? Which side? <laughs> we spin the gun. Which end points at me? How to get like burned? That. How to get burned? <laughs> All right. Um, the wicker, the wicker man game. That's what we, we'll call it. Can we settle? Can we settle on? Can we settle on seven and five and split the difference between you and Spencer? Sure, sure. I can settle on seven and okay. five. Okay. Sure. Seven and five and. Gus Melzahn stays because Auburn realizes there's nobody better they can get. We'll, we'll, we'll take we'll take it up to seven, and we'll we'll go ahead and snatch that win from Georgia. Oh, <laughs> hand, hand that back, Georgia. All right, I already love this. Uh, hey, y'all want to talk about the hot seat? Oh boy, the, the hot seat's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, uh, oh boy. Yeah, let's. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of a team that's kind of in Auburn's position, are they not? Like in terms of oh yeah, I got a got a coach who's who could be good at his job. We're uh, we're not we're still not real sure. Monstrous questions at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, defense 
maybe not quite as good as it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Cutthroat, cutthroat expectations. Early, mm. early uh, week one game against a team that could just stomp them. Week one <laughs> against an ACC-ish team. <laughs> you might lose really bad at home with everyone watching. Yep. Oh boy, you want a weird road game? I got a, I got a weird road. I got a couple of weird road games here. Man, one weird, weird road game for Texas in week three. They go to Cal. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. That, that and then a, a late kickoff, too. <laughs> 930 Sunny, Central. <laughs> I think that's the uh, Sonny Dykes tries to sneak back as Texas is like quarterback's coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just take like, me home, please. I mean, that's like, I think Texas just wins that based on talent alone because they got a, they have like, uh, they have, I'm going to put an exact number on this 567% more talent than Cal. Exactly 567% more talent than Cal. So if they just fall on them every single play, like it should work. Should, should, mm-hmm. should. I would. I probably would have said that about BYU too or Iowa State. <laughs> teams, teams. Texas has lost on the road to uh, in the past uh, couple of years. So uh, I don't think they lose that game, but it could be horrifying. You, you probably won't want to watch this, Texas fans. Just check out that twenty-four twenty victory uh, the next day in the media choice uh that you prefer to digest box yeah, watch, sports watch whatever um highlight package longhorn network cuts together for because that'll just show you the the good parts for texas fans yeah well that texas cal that's going to be texas still breaking in their new fast-paced offense uh-huh. so having all the talent for that but uh not knowing how to do it yet whereas cal is the opposite their players know how to do it but all their talent just got drafted so it's like the gift of the magi so yeah. You have no, like one some, com, one complete TCU offense just split in half. In experience this case, and talent. Charlie Strong is the one who sold his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for you. <laughs> his beautiful, luxuriant hair. Oh, you got me combs. Oh, oh. What do I do? Oh. All right, what combs. You get, Gary, you're starting Gary, a quarterback this week. What, what would Gary Patterson sell? Towels, sweat towels, <laughs> sweat through shirts. Used. Used. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His shirts that don't work. <laughs> Why is it? Give called, them to your enemies. Why is it called dry fit? This is cruel mockery. <laughs> every every shirt's wet fit when it comes to. It says relatively dry fit at least. Uh, should call it wet snug. He's the sweatiest man, sweatiest man on the planet. My favorite was my favorite was they showed a game last year, the TCU Baylor game, when when they showed the sidelines. And it's rainy, and it's like 32, and pouring, and you could still see him sweating in the rain. (laughs) I know people will say, how could you tell it? How could you tell it from, like, the regular wet? You can. You can. You can. It's a different sheen. Yeah, it's got a different viscosity. (laughs) (laughs) He's the damn. I love love that man a lot for for really doing a lot for everyone like me who sweats when it's 50 degrees. At any weight, at, at any situation... Sweat, a, a fine mist covering us at all times. Thank you, Gary Patterson, for being the first. You're brave. And we handsome, handsome glaze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every every man a ham. Honey, honey baked frog. <laughs> uh, but this is the Texas preview somehow. Speaking God, of it's, Texas, we tried. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the. I honestly first, don't know what the prognosis for, for, is. How many wins does Charlie need, do we think? Oh, man, he needs more than he's got. As oh. many as he can get, right? But well, a, a few things. Wrangle. 
<clears throat> a few things have happened to make this more of a reality than it might have been earlier <clears throat> in the year. Um, so let's just look at let's look at what you can definitely piece together. They're not beating Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a better team than they are right now. Okay, yep. so that, that's a loss. They beat UTEP, so that's one, right. Yep. They beat Cal. Sure. They, Oklahoma State. I'm not willing to pencil that in. Just, just not. Uh, no, we'll, we'll give we'll give you both a half win there. Uh, I'm not willing to pencil in Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, that's a weird game, but. It's always you, a win. You, you pick up a total one win from the state of Oklahoma. That's fine. So you're up, you're up to three now. Okay. Iowa uh, State, Iowa four. State. Iowa State. Uh, they're better than Kansas State right now. I know they struggle with them, and Bill Snyder will pull every KG old dude trick on the planet because that's what he does, and they'll slow the game down. Whatever, they're better. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll say, take that at five. They'll beat Baylor, six. Uh, the pending litigation bears. Pending litigation bears, uh, and then they'll beat Texas Tech because they're just still better than Texas Tech, um, and and then that's and the Kansas. So we're already up to like I think a good solid eight. Yeah, and they, I think they have to get to seven. I think seven at least is a step forward, and it means you haven't lost to anybody you shouldn't have. Dude, I think this is a nine-win team because I think oh they can snatch. God. One. This I is they, awesome. I think they can snatch <laughs> one elsewhere. So. Hey, y'all know Christ. my plan here was to talk y'all up to eight wins, and we're already at nine. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is amazing. <laughs> oh, my. The chest thumping if Texas wins nine games this year. Texas back. <laughs> I was about to start arguing that, well, Texas will have a better defense than Notre Dame will, I think. And, and you know, oh, man, my work, my, my work here is already done. Damn. Dude, you are that is going straight up the nose. Just, my goodness. Just as long as we get a Texas-Texas A&M bowl game somehow. somehow. You're on I'm on that orange. You're on that bo- that burn orange yayo hard. <laughs> Woo. Me and McConaughey. Woo. You need to cut it. Um, cut yeah, it. You no, know, I'm saying this is. I, I'm going to go nine and three. I'm going to do it and go right out there. So this yes. is a nine to three team. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm in. Fine. I won't. I won't stand in the way of, of history. But y'all are wrong. Man, I have on on my board. I have Texas in the Alamo Bowl right now, which is the Big 12's top non-New Year's Bowl. Um, And I think that's partly due to name brand, but I'm 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 high on Texas this year. Listen, man, Jason and I handed out sunshine colonics today for Texas fans. When they lose to Texas Tech, we'll we'll regroup. (laughs) (laughs) They lose. Oh man, the complaints. And then they fall to eight and four, a lowly eight and four. Texas, we're sitting. Floor at eight and four. Don't worry, it'll be it'll be the Big Twelve refs' fault when they do. Yeah, it always is. The Uh, complex the complexion of your entire season if if you lose to Texas Tech in that game. Um, let's. I mean, it's in Lubbock. Not not that bad. (laughs) Means the news the news won't escape for two days. (laughs) No one will know. Let's let's talk about a more reliable, more stable program. I'm speaking, of course, of Washington State. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, hang on, can we bring on uh, mystery guest Brian Floyd? Brian Floyd, Brian Floyd here. Brian, are you there? there? He is. I hear you. I hear oh, you, Brian. Okay, coming through loud and clear, Brian. Thank you again <laughs> for uh, Brian, sponsored by Prodigy. The, if, <laughs> <laughs> the, the web provider of former high school teachers that you sort of keep up with on Facebook uh-huh. for the past thirty years. Yeah. Prodigy. Prodigy, get eighteen free minutes today. Use code at Brian Floyd. Oh my goodness! It's very weird to say this, but the suddenly reliable Washington State Cougars, yep. in that they're they're basically just an old Texas Tech Mike Leach team now. 
yeah, they're, they're going to score. They're, they're, they're going to score a lot, and uh, they'll sometimes hit people real hard on defense, and sometimes they'll try to hit them and just whiff completely, run right by them as they score a TD. That's that's Washington State at this point. Um, they'll give they'll give you an absolutely baffling loss. They'll give you three overtime games, and they'll give you about eight wins. That's that's sort of the blueprint. And this this year you get uh, Eastern Washington in Week One, so your your uh, your FCS loss is at least a little bit more defensible this time. Yeah, an extremely excusable and inevitable loss to an FCS team, uh, even though you'll end up with yes, eight wins when this ends. Um, it, they, by the way, go big early. They go big and then real small. They they <laughs> they do they play a good FCS team, then they go to Boise State. Right? Don't do that. Why would you I know? Do that? Don't yeah, don't do that. Um, not the Boise State of yore, but still a very good Boise still State. A okay, Boise State, yeah, a Boise State, uh, and then they 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 play Idaho. Man, man that Idaho, that Idaho yeah. Wazoo game is going to have a lot of drunken anger. Yeah, I like this. Remember... It's like this, the, like the Palouse Circuit. This this little group. <laughs> like yeah, all no, these teams are within what? Other than Boise State's kind of far, but the other E Dub and Idaho, they're pretty close. Yeah, remember that that uh, Washington State is going to beat Idaho by seventy, and the coach at Idaho is Paul Petrino, and Paul Petrino and Mike Leach have already gotten into it at a post game handshake, and Paul Petrino at this point has to be the world's saddest and angriest man because he's Paul- the head coach at Idaho. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> bail bondsmen in both Washington and Idaho probably want to go to that game because whoever you're looking for, there's a good chance they're there in their fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to make themselves real obvious. Real known, yeah. Um, and then, oh boy, this is, the schedule really uh, picks up. Oh boy, yeah. here it comes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, after, after a bye week at the end of September, uh, Washington State hosts Oregon, goes on the road to Stanford, the greatest college football team in the known universe, and the unknown universe, Stanford sees uh, layers and levels that you cannot even comprehend. Uh, and then they host UCLA. For homecoming. For homecoming. That is that is a three-game stretch. Mm. Um, if you win now, I'm, I'm pretty on board with this. They got Luke Falk. Yeah. Back. Two, two, uh, two and one is a wonderful way to emerge from that stretch. Two and one would be insane. Three, you do get two games o, at home. Three and oh feels impossible. It literally feels impossible. It, it, does, it, does. it feels like it, it cannot happen. Yeah. But um, if you were, frankly, if you were one and two coming out of this. Yeah. You, you've still got chips on the table, so well done. Sure. You feel pretty good. I think if you had to, the, the loss, the most acceptable loss on here is probably the Stanford game because it's on the road and because it's Stanford. The least acceptable loss, maybe the UCLA game. Yeah. yeah. Or or Oregon, we have no idea about their quarterback Oregon, we situation. Have no idea about, but yeah. yeah, remember, remember, everyone, we are still in the. Uh, we're still waiting on, I think, what we call the Frank Solich protocol. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on the inevitable drop-off from a long period of success under a coach uh, whose management is still TBD. Yeah. Also, we're, um, we're looking at Brady Hope defending Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Just Brady imagine Hope. those two talking. Just imagine how slow, <laughs> how slow and meandering that conversation is, and, and just such a complete lack of base. Oh my god! It's just like, it's like two <laughs> rivers of molasses coming together. 
I, I feel like Leech, you know, he's offering his, whoa, 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 thoughts on, you know, like, Carthage or whatever, and <laughs> Brady Hoke has never heard of that, you know, uh, thinks I it's like a town it. in Illinois or something. <laughs> yeah. I recruited an outfit at quarterback once. <laughs> they did some real good stuff out there. Um, yeah, then you're, by the way, the rest of the schedule? Manageable, man. Manageable. This is manageable yeah. all the way, all the way down to your rivalry game against Washington. Which, again, yeah. this being the Apple Cup, Apple uh, good luck. Nothing makes yeah, sense. Nothing is real. Yeah, it's the Apple Cup, so it doesn't matter how good either team is. It's a uh, coin flip into madness. Yeah. But so, yeah, October and November looking pretty good. So basically, Washington uh, a successful Washington State season means they start the season strong with three wins. They hit that five game stretch from Arizona State to Colorado. And they don't lose more than one of those games, I would say. That puts, uh, and, that puts you at uh, seven. And then if you can split the Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, Washington crew, that's a nice nine-win season, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, that would be. You, you, you have to have your FCS loss, though. So now you're down to oh, eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, this, this feels like another. This feels like there's one thing that they're going to have to do the entire time. Yeah. And I don't know if they can do it. Yeah. And that's keep Luke Falk upright. Alive. If Luke Falk's yeah, alive, yeah. if he survives the uh, round in early October, uh-huh. if Luke Falk is upright after playing Stanford, that's really the one where you go, ooh, oh, that's. Yeah, I mean, every Washington State season is like playing, is like starting a Zelda dungeon. And you're like, oh, I did not fill up the health. Shit. Uh-huh. I have. One beep, and a half parts. Beep, beep, I don't beep, even beep, have a ladder yet. Beep, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and, is, and you know what? Sometimes it works out, but you better be real good. Like Lee. when you're in the room that's above the eyeball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You don't have any bombs. Yeah. You yeah. leave, but you didn't kill all the listen, blue listen, knights. It's hard, to so. re- it's hard to recruit bombs to Pullman. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you I feel like they have a lot there. <laughs> yeah, gonna say. Um, yeah, this is. Um, I will. I will say this. I think this is a a year when, given the manageable October and November schedules after that rough stretch in early October, if they have um, if they have their ironing done right, mm-hmm. you can be looking pretty good at the end of the season. Uh, I think this is a nine and three team. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Um... It's it's eight or nine. It feels like eight or nine. I'm gonna go nine and just say they beat. If I say they beat Boise, mm-hmm. if I say they beat Oregon, I think that's a thing that could really happen. Sure. By the way, like sure. mm-hmm. I think they could straight up beat Oregon because it's in Pullman. And because I think that offense is probably going to be in a better spot than Oregon's offense will be just because of turnover and the lack of defense on Oregon's side. Because I don't think Brady Hoke is the solution there. I know that you might not have picked that up via our subtle commentary that we provide on this podcast, but he may not be what you need him to be on defense, uh, particularly against somebody uh, like Washington State. So looking at the schedule, the only like guaranteed losses that I can see where you go, yeah, they're, they're getting it handed to them, would be at Stanford, right? Yeah. And would be uh, maybe, maybe a toss-up in the Apple Cup. So everyone else, they look competitive. So. I mean, even Stanford loses a whole lot. So yeah. don't start this shit. <laughs> Stanford's recruiting is is among the uh, the most prestigious in the country. So surely, uh, many of those young men have been have been coached up and are prepared to uh, to, to to you know do whatever. But uh, I'm I'm gonna stick. 
I mean, they lost four regular season games last year. I, I don't think this is a wildly better team. I think it has, imp- you know, obviously another season of Luke Falk is good. I, but I feel like I can't go above eight wins. And that's fine. I don't think that's a bad year for Washington State. I think I'm gonna, stringing uh, I'm, together I'm gonna, two eight-win regular seasons is actually quite good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump up to 8.6, okay. and then we'll average up to nine. Okay. So. All right. I feel I feel like eight, but there's nine. Some, there's something about nine that's really calling out. All right, um, let's finish up with Ohio State. Not the reigning Big Ten champion. Not the reigning national champion. Are they um, the Big Ten East champion? I don't think that's correct. No, uh, did mm. not and did not beat Iowa last year. That's true. Mm. Look it up. Did they uh, did they duck Iowa? Were they scared to play Iowa? I mean, I mean, you could say so. They certainly didn't go out of their way to make Iowa happen. No, they could didn't have offered, beat Bama they, last year either. They could have offered to switch divisions. They didn't. Didn't beat Nebraska. Didn't beat Bama. Didn't beat Notre Dame in the regular season. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. What are they running? What are they running from? I just I want to know what they're scared of. Now they're now they're recruiting with Tim Tebow. Yeah, that's um, noted, noted, noted Ohio State. You can have him. Which, I mean, Ohio State, don't you already have your Heisman winner who totally failed in the NFL? Mm, yeah. <laughs> didn't, they meet, didn't they meet in that game? <laughs> he doubled One he, way or another? He wanted that point to be so emphatic, he doubled it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Urban really should put the two of them by, side by side. <laughs> You put these two together, folks, and you get, you got, you get uh, Cardell Jones, I guess. You get a national championship. Um, Ohio State this year has one of the most, I think, one of the most interesting non-conference games, mm-hmm. and that's Week Three on the road at Oklahoma. A game that oh my oh my god, it's just dripping in narrative. Just who do you want? Which narrative do you want here? That uh, Urban Meyer's not actually that good. Or Bob Stoops can't win meaningful games. Hmm. I Boy. think the, the latter has more heat to it because it's a home. Or, it's a home game. Do you for want Oklahoma? The, the Big Ten is hollow uh, and empty, or Ooh. the Big Twelve just cannibalizes itself? The Big Twelve. Either you have uh, Bob Stoops can't win a big game, yeah. even though he's won lots of big games, and the Big Twelve must expand. Right. Like okay. What, yep. what, does that have to do with anything? But people <laughs> people say it a lot. I don't know why. That's good. Um, or you have, yeah, the Big Ten is weak and this proves it, uh-huh. um, even though Ohio State just lost its whole roster. And uh, Urban Meyer is going to quit and go coach Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of great narratives to choose from. Just pick one. Ooh, this, will be, this will be fun. Just make a whole bunch and put them in the hat and pull one out. Mm-hmm. Which one you get? Miami's not actually that good of a job? Great. Use it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame just jo- must join the Pac-12. Okay. Fine. This fine. Is, I, I agree. This game, this game every, uh, really proves that. Every media member watching that game just gets to sit there like a vulture watching a water buffalo fight a lion, <laughs> fight a crocodile. At the end of the day, there's going to be something they can eat on the ground. Yeah. Not sure what it's going to be, uh-huh. but it's definitely going to be edible. <laughs> Maybe multiple lines we can pull out of this. Ah, oh, the entrails. They'll be delicious. Why didn't an SEC team travel to this game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so 
so who's so Ohio State? Uh, they got all those quarterbacks. Um, who's starting? It's going to be Cardale, right? Right. Uh, uh, he's, he's moved uh, along. He's, on, um, he's occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brax- Braxton Miller's also moved along. Hey, okay. this, JT Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, when people talk about the best returning quarterbacks in the country this year, uh, they mis- they mention Deshaun Watson, which yeah. fair, legit, reasonable. After that, they look around. They Chad say, Kelly. "Yeah, yeah." They look around and they just look for the tall guys. So they say, "Chad Kelly, sure." Uh, Minnesota's guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's some tall guy in FCS. Uh, guess that's it. Anyway, moving on. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> what about JT Barrett? <laughs> this has been driving me crazy for months now. Is everyone's forgotten JT Barrett exists, I guess? Like, oh, okay, you know, the guy who was uh, a top five in the Heisman um, and leading Ohio State to a Big Ten championship, you know, before his leg fell apart. Mm-hmm. Just that guy. And, like, Ohio State's best quarterback last year, even though he was <laughs> their designated uh, designated hitter, basically. Like I just don't understand why uh, where where JT Barrett went in the in the popular consciousness because he's really good, uh, he's very accurate, very efficient. He can scoot a little bit, but he doesn't really need to run. Uh, if if Urban Meyer wants to do his usual thing and slide a tight end at quarterback, sometimes cool. I'm sure he can find one, but you don't need to. You have JT Barrett. Just don't let him get hurt. Yeah, that, and that's, let, that's the end of my JT Barrett rant. Yeah. Also, uh, your schedule it, it's real pretty. I know you lose a lot. You lose a lot, but uh, there's a whole lot of empty calories after that Oklahoma game. And before it, to be frank, uh, because, I, if, again, find me a loss. Find me a surefire loss anywhere on this schedule for Ohio State. I contend. I already picked Michigan to go 12-0, and 0, so that's one. Yeah, one. Yep, so there's one. You got Michigan to go twelve after. Yeah. <laughs> did we? I forgot. We did we agree on the unanimity of that? Yes. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, I was overruled. It's in the spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's on the sheet. It doesn't matter what you said. Basically, yeah. there's okay. no nuance in the spreadsheet. <laughs> um, Numbers I, never lie. I think the schedule is beautiful because you get a a, a power five schedule with the other side from out of your division. You have Nebraska and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's probably not up to standard, and Nebraska is still rebuilding. From you know, it's it's a nine win, nine win peak needed to rebuild for some reason. No one figured that out yet, but that's fine. Um, so you're out, you're out of out of division is not that tough, but it's name brandy. Yeah. Your two other out of conference games should probably both be bowl teams, Bowling Green and Tulsa, and they'll probably both put up a bunch of points. <laughs> if if on you, they'll do it to others as well. So that'll look nice for you. Uh, and if you beat Oklahoma. Oh, playoff You're probably a play- oh, playoff yeah. conversation. You are a playoff. Uh, you're a big playoff name until you lose at Michigan State in some fluky fashion. Yeah, this is like this is a ten and two team, right? I mean, that's like if I'm if I'm like, oh man, y'all screwed some things up. Ten and two. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, you you lost a lot. You uh, you're very 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 young, but okay, slide in some five stars. Bama does it every year, and you yeah. you have the benefit of. One of the country's five best quarterbacks, ten and two. Sure, I give you, I give you one proper competitive rivalry loss, and then I just pick a fluke ass coin flip from somewhere in the like. So you I don't know. Oklahoma and two Michigan at Michigan State and Michigan, or if you lose, uh, if you lose to Oklahoma and Michigan State, there's there. There we go. We got ten and two. Sure. 